Alright, that's enough of that. We certainly do not want to get demonetized. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is July 12, 2020. You are listening to The American Interest, an audio podcast brought to you by American Aristocrats in conjunction with USBN. Yeah, so let's just jump right into it. There is a huge anti-American push in this country. I say anti-American for lack of a better term because there are so many factions that are approaching this anti-American push, this anti-American agenda in so many different ways that it's kind of hard to keep track of everything and all the different definitions that these little groups fall into. So let's just call it what it is. It's an anti-American push. Well, that's what we're going to be discussing this evening, what it is, where it comes from, how long it's been going on, and maybe what we can do to unite as a people and fight this just a little bit, maybe turn this thing around. So stick around. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Again, you're listening to The American Interest. I'm Danny Rhodes, your host, and uh, let's get going. Now, in order to grasp kind of what's going on right now, it's good to have a basic understanding of three popular definitions. And the first one, of course, is communism, a political theory derived from Karl Marx, advocating class war and leading to a society in which all property is publicly owned and each person works and is paid according to their abilities and needs. Next, of course, we have Marxism, the political and economic theories of Karl Marx and Frederick Engels, later developed by their followers from the basis of the theory and practice of communism. And lastly, we have socialism, a political and economic theory of social organization which advocates the means of production, distribution, and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole. Now, for anyone who's wanting to have a good discussion on this issue, be able to fight those who support this anti-American agenda, to have some kind of an understanding of what's going on, having a general understanding of those three definitions is extremely important, and I'll tell you why. Because there's some very smooth talkers out there, and they'll start talking in circles in order to confuse you, into why their belief system is better than the other belief system. So, for example, you've got several Marxist organizations out there, and if you listen to the leaders of these organizations talk, they'll talk to you about how, well, Marxism is really this, and it's really that, and it's really the other. We're not socialist, we're just Marxist, and here's why our way is the better way. And then you have other organizations who push a socialist agenda who will begin to talk in circles, hoping that you don't have a strong grasp of reality. And they'll talk to you about why, well, we're not Marxists, we're just socialists, and here's what socialist really means, and this is what we stand for. And this goes on and on and on out there, and most people are just so confused and so uninformed that just the slightest, I'll call it sleight of hand, and you're completely thrown off track, and you just have no clue how to even begin to fight this. And you can see with these three general definitions that they're basically exactly the same. Now, take Marxism, for instance. It is a truly complicated, very convoluted issue. 
Marxism is kind of this weird religious, political, socioeconomic, historical way of interpreting the world. However, it can be broken down into one simple concept, and that concept is this. Marx was not a socialist. Marx was a communist. Marxism is basically a tool. Here's the concept. You take a people, or a nation, or a society, and you find out what their most pressing socioeconomic issues are, and you use those issues against that society itself. You convince the people who are striving to better these issues that the only way to fight these issues is through violence, revolution, insurgency, and that the only answer, the only fix to these problems is socialism. But then you might ask, well, why? Why would he push that? Why would Marx push that if he wasn't a socialist? Because Marx knew, historically, socialism always degrades, always breaks down into full-blown communism. Think about it. It's like slowly boiling a frog in water. If you can, on the sly, on the down low, quietly move a nation slowly into socialism, inch by inch, historically, you stand a real shot at moving a free nation away from democracy and into full-blown communism. Stick around. We're going to take a real short break. There's more to come. Welcome back. You're listening to The American Interest. I'm your host, Danny Rhodes. And tonight we're talking about this anti-American push to rewrite this nation into something more ugly, more sinister. Socialism, communism, however you want to look at it, that's what they're wanting to do, folks. They're wanting to rip this thing apart, bail out on the Constitution, bring in their own socialist agenda. Now, this push most definitely has been going on for about 150 years. The very first Communist Party in America was enacted in 1919 after the splitting from the Socialist Party of America. Socialist movements themselves have been going on since at least 1901 and earlier than that if you take other parties into consideration. Socialism, because that's what most everybody is pushing for nowadays, is no longer a parlor game for academics, but a political alternative taken seriously by millennials. They don't recognize that much of what they enjoy in life is a result of capitalism and would disappear if socialism were to be implemented. This is the reality of socialism, a pseudo-religion grounded in pseudoscience and enforced by political tyranny. For most of our time as a nation, say between 1900 and 1955 or so, Communism, socialism, all of these isms were seen as the antithesis to American capitalism, our republic, and a democracy in general. They were seen or viewed as underground establishments on the fringe of American society, not to be taken seriously and to be condemned wherever it was found. Slowly but surely, as the years begin to progress, these ideas begin to fade away. And more and more, as the years progressed, as long as it didn't interfere with your rights, 
It was ignored, and people were allowed to believe what they wanted and live their life as they saw fit. And I'm telling you folks, that way of thinking just isn't going to cut it anymore. Now, up until about 63, 64, our intelligence community had a pretty good handle on the different organizations that were involved in these communist, socialist, Marxist agendas. The people who were involved with those organizations just generally had a pretty good idea of what was going on. Slowly, since 1963, 1964, that has begun to erode, and we have lost our ability to keep track of these different organizations, or maybe even stopped caring altogether. By the time you get to the Berlin Wall falling, well, that was pretty much the end of it all right there. The boogeyman was gone. The threat no longer existed. We could all breathe a sigh of relief. America had won, and there was nothing to worry about any longer. By the time you reach 2005, 2010, you've got an entire generation that no longer understands this, but moreover wonders if it was ever true in the first place. Case in point, Bernie Sanders. In 2016, just over 2 million people voted for this clown. Just over 2 million people. Now, Bernie Sanders, everyone knows, right? He is an absolute fan of socialism. Does not hide the fact that he is a socialist. What people don't know is that he's absolutely tied, admittedly tied, to several communists over the years. And we support him. If we don't support him, we'll ignore it because you know what? It isn't affecting us. It doesn't mess with our rights. The Constitution is still good. I'm still protected under those amendments. Good deal. Let it flourish, right? Several polls over the last few years have demonstrated that Americans would rather live under socialism than capitalism. Not simply have a favorable view of socialism. They would rather live in a socialist country than live under American capitalism. What's wrong with this picture? What has happened to this nation, you ask? Well, stick around because I'm going to tell you. Now, DSA, Democratic Socialist of America. Now, there's a fine, upstanding organization, right? So let's talk about this. They were founded in 1982. 38 years, this organization has been allowed to flourish in this nation and spread its anti-American, anti-Constitution, anti-Republic to anyone who will listen, and that includes the youth in this nation. DSA is the largest socialist organization in the United States for over a century now. As of September 2018, membership stood at over 50,000 members, and they have 181 local chapters. 48 socialists through DSA have been elected to the federal government. What's wrong with this picture when we are advocating the election of folks that would tear down this country and rewrite it into a socialist, communist, tyrannical government. We're what's wrong, folks. We are the problem. Not the government, not the socialists, not the communists. We, the ones who allow this, the ones who overlook it, the ones who refuse to get organized and try to make a difference. And when we lose this thing, that's when the sorrow is really going to start. Let's continue. So here's just a few examples of what these clowns stand for. 
democratic socialism, eco-socialism, social democracy, socialist feminism, anti-imperialism, Marxism, libertarianism, and of course, socialism. Now remember me telling you that the whole concept, if you boil it down to its most convenient definition, the entire concept of Marxism is to take a nation's socio-economic issues and use them against itself. Is that not what we're seeing as we speak? This is what 150 years of anti-American propaganda will do. It's gotten to a point where, I mean, you turn on the news, you step outside, you see what's going on in this nation. They're tearing down monuments. They're ripping down statues. I mean, ISIS, can we say hello? They're literally calling for the downfall of this country. They're calling for the Constitution to be ripped out of our hands and replaced. As long as your rights are okay, you've got nothing to say about it, right? And then you have the nerve, when you turn on the news, when you look out the window, to look shocked and ask, what the hell's wrong with everybody? Well, it's quite simple, folks. We're what's wrong with everybody. And I don't have to tell you, folks, we're standing on the precipice of losing it all. So, the left, and, and there's no clear distinction between the left and this Marxist socialist push. Pretty much, if you go through history, they've been aligned since day one. And we'll get into that more as this series continues. It's out of the scope of what I'm trying to do here. To be sure, the rank-and-file American, that is, the regular people on the street, even those who believe in this Marxist bullshit, they're just regular people. For the most part, they think they're on the right side. They think they're doing good. They think that they're fighting for noble causes. Remember, the very definition of Marxism is to take a nation's issues, their honest-to-goodness issues, things that they really do need to work on in most cases, and radicalize those issues. And that's what's going on here. Your average Joe out there on the street doesn't really know what's going on. They think they're doing the right thing. It's the blind leading the blind. One of their key talking points at the moment, and it really has been for a while, is this notion of systemic problems, institutional problems. Well, let's, let's talk about that for a moment. This push, this anti-American push, has infiltrated every single aspect of American society. The media is completely overrun with this leftist push. In the United States, there are well over 150 different media organizations. And of those 150, the vast majority of them push at least some sort of Marxist anti-American narrative. Big tech. It's absolutely infiltrated big tech. Instagram. Google. Facebook is questionable at best. Twitter. All of them. Censoring anything that is pro-American whatsoever and pushing anti-American, anti-constitutional, anti-republic narratives. Just about all of academia has been completely infiltrated. A 2018 report from the National Association of Scholars found that among top-tier liberal arts colleges, 39% have zero registered Republicans as professors. According to Stephen Hicks, a philosophy professor at Rockford University, quote, the academy is, in some subsectors, 
not very healthy right now, end quote. In one survey, the American sociologist surveyed 479 sociology professors and found that 21% considered themselves radical, while a mere 2% considered themselves conservative. In a 2004 poll, found that among sociology professors, 25% self-identified as Marxist. 25%. Another 49% identified themselves as Democrats, and 5%, a mere 5%, identified as Republican. This is our schools, folks. This is our higher education and what these young 19, 20, 21, 22, 23-year-old children are being told and taught and indoctrinated about our country. And you wonder why there's a problem. This Marxist push has infiltrated almost all of corporate America. It's in almost all of the state and local governments. Hollywood? You want to talk about a Marxist push? Look at Hollywood. If you take a look at the Screen Actors Guild and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, they have a combined total of over 160,000 members. And of those members, less than a handful are outspoken conservatives. Less than a handful. Again, you want to talk about institutional and systemic problems? Maybe we should take a look at this Marxist anti-American socialist movement. 6%, 6% of our combined federal government is conservative. 6%. And we have the nerve to ask what's wrong in this nation. Why people have lost their minds. What is going on? Take a look in the mirror, folks. You'll see what's going on. Well, that's going to bring us up to a real short break. Don't go away. we got a few more things to cover. Thank you for joining. You're listening to The American Interest. I'm your host, Danny Rhodes. Be back in two and two. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to The American Interest. I'm Danny Rhodes, your host. We are discussing this evening this leftist, Marxist, socialist push in this nation and all the things that are going on and how we have arrived at where we find ourselves today. So where does this all leave us today? Where do we find ourselves? Well, one thing is for certain. This anti-American communist conspiracy can no longer be attributed to mere conspiracy. I think we can look around enough to see that something is indeed going on. We have an entire generation today that cannot stand this nation. We have an entire generation today that cannot stand the United States Constitution. They believe it's a flawed document with a flawed government exercising flawed power. We have an entire generation asking for the defunding of police, anarchy in the streets, where crime is celebrated and heroism is condemned. An entire generation who believes in hurting people simply because they believe differently than you. An entire generation that believes in shutting people up, setting them aside. If you don't believe what I believe, if you don't think what I think, you simply do not matter. You don't exist. The top ten American cities for homelessness are sanctuary cities, which offer refuge to illegal immigrants, do not cooperate with federal law enforcement, and raise the price of low-rent housing for their citizens. In this group are Los Angeles, with 55,000 homeless, Seattle, 12,000, 
San Diego, 9,000, San Jose, 7,000, San Francisco, 6,000, and Las Vegas was 6,000. Of the top most dangerous cities in America, we have St. Louis, Oakland, Memphis, Birmingham, Atlanta, Baltimore, Stockton, Cleveland, Buffalo, Kansas City, Little Rock, Milwaukee, Rockford, Illinois, Albuquerque, Springfield, Missouri, Indianapolis, San Bernardino, Anchorage, Nashville, Lansing, New Orleans, Minneapolis, Chicago, Houston, Hartford, Connecticut, Chattanooga, and Beaumont, Texas. Most are anti-gun coalitions focused on restricting Second Amendment rights, favoring policies at cross-purposes with allowing citizens to protect themselves, and while each is different, many favor gun control, bans on concealed carry, and higher minimum wages, all which are proven misfires. Now, while the policymakers of these different cities wrestle difficult issues, most oppose policies promoted across the nation that are bringing prosperity to the rest of the country, such as lower taxes, less regulation, incentives for business investment, stronger law enforcement, cooperation with federal immigration officials, border security, comprehensive anti-drug policies. Folks, we're going to lose this nation if we don't do something. Right now, as I speak, we have thousands of individuals actively pushing the takedown of this nation. And they're going to win. They are not the silent majority. They are actively coordinated together, united, pushing for one front. To take this nation over, rewrite its laws, gut the Constitution, and institute their own policy in their own image. And it looks like there's nothing we can do about it because it looks like there isn't anyone who's willing to fight. Our side constantly talks, constantly boasts about how they would fight for this nation. Yet the majority of us remain silent, secluded, unwilling, uncaring, determined not to act. Because as long as you can get up in the morning, make your coffee, climb in your car, get your butt to work, earn your money, come home, spend that money, repeat, you're good to go. Well, it ain't going to be that way much longer. You need to really look into socialism and Marxism and find out what it really is all about all around the world. Because that's what's coming here. It may not affect you in your lifetime, but I guarantee you, if we don't do something, if we don't act, your kids, your children's children, will definitely feel the sting of socialism. And a nation this large, with its economy and the powerhouse that it is, I don't give it a hundred years after that, and this nation will be full-blown communism. And it looks like they're going to win.
it looks like they have everything in place to win. If we don't do something in the next few months, that's all we have, the next few months, we're going to lose and we're going to lose big. And if we lose November, that's it. It's over. We are done. And this isn't about Republican versus Democrat versus conservative versus liberal. This is about Americans who stand up for America versus those who don't. And the time for acceptance and soft talk, it's over with. Liberalism historically does not work. The Democratic Party does not work. Their policies have failed over and over and over again for the entire history of this nation. We are a democratic republic. Marxism stands opposed to that. Socialism stands opposed to that. And there is no room for it in this nation. And it needs to be weeded out. No more can we stand by and elect these people into office because it's their right to believe whatever they want. Yes, it is their right, but they hold no place in our government. And it's time we start standing up for these these values, these American traditions, because if we don't, we're going to lose. There are two problems as I see it. Number one, we have no cohesive stage in which to launch a true platform. There are so many factions out there of good Americans, upstanding Americans, Americans who stand for this country, stand for the Constitution, stand for our rights, stand for the tradition of this nation. But there's so many on the playing field right now that it's getting confusing. There's not one cohesive voice. And remember, the other side is very coordinated. We need one stage. And so far, that hasn't emerged. And the Republican Party, that's not going to work. It's not about party. I don't care if you're a Democrat, as long as you stand for the Constitution, as is written, you stand for our rights, you stand for this country, you stand opposed to socialism, you stand opposed to Marxism, you are willing to speak out against those, then you're part of us. This is about Americans standing up for America under one voice. The second problem is just a lack of information. 90% of the regular folks on the street, they believe they're right because there's so much misinformation out there. This lack of information, this lack of speaking out, this lack of a cohesive voice is killing us. It's literally destroying this nation from the inside out. So how do we combat this? I know of no quicker way, I know of no deeper way to get people together, to get information out, to fire people up, to stir up emotions than through music. So here's the plan, folks. I've started a campaign by the name of American Aristocrats. If I can get a thousand followers in the next 15 days, I'm going to get together a group of musicians. We're going to put together a show and we're going to hit the stage across this nation and start disseminating the real facts of what's been going on throughout our history and the people who are behind this push to bring us to our knees. I know of no other way to do it. Social media, all these little independent news outlets, people going out on the streets, asking people if they know what their rights are. That isn't going to work. You're not going to change people's minds like that. We've got a few months left to change as many people as we can. And I know no other way to do it than to hit the stage. 
So join on board. If you like what I've got to say, if you, if you like what I stand for, if you like where we're going with this, hit that like button. Join. Share it with everyone that you can think of. Let's get this thing growing. We can take this back. We've only got a few months, but we can do it. Join with me. One cohesive voice. One stage. Because I'm going to tell you something. Voting, voting isn't going to do it this time. If the only way that we approach this is through voting, we're going to lose. So anyways, for right now, that's all I've got to say. This podcast was an introduction to American aristocrats, who we are, what we're doing. I thank you for listening. I thank you for joining in. If everything goes according to plan, I'm going to drop one at least once a week, maybe more depending on issues. Thank you for listening. I love you all. Have a good night. Once again, you are listening to The American Interest, a podcast brought to you by American Aristocrats and USNBN. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Danny Rhodes. Hope to see you again.